Welcome back to East Coast Laugh Style. Today we are taking a little bit of a deviation away from stand-up com- stand comedy and stand-up comedians. We're joined by Patty Larson, um, very successful author and um, novelist. I think when I was reading up on you a little bit, um, I don't know if the article's old, but it said you'd written at that point about 108 books, something to that. I'm, I just passed 190. <laughs> yeah. My that, last book was 190. Wow. So well, prolific. And not, not all novels. Most of them, about probably between 75 and 80% are novels. Okay. Some are novellas and some short stories. And most, so I just say titles, but yeah. um, the bulk of them are, are novels. That's yeah. amazing. And just to tie into the whole yeah. stand-up comedy thing, I'm part of Slide Hustle, which is an all-female improv troupe. And oh, I've been doing improv for 25 years. Have you? So there... I, I've been known to okay. be a little funny, a little funny, <laughs> time to time, or I think I am anyway. Yeah, that's that's awesome, actually. I've spent a lot of time I sh- in the last episode talking about improv. Oh, yeah? That was, like, my initial foray into comedy uh, was improv. All through high school, we had a, a touring improv troupe, and did that. we did a competition excuse me, um, creative problem-solving improv team. And that was kind of how I got into performing and eventually acting and doing a little bit of screenwriting myself. But yeah, I, I think it's just the... probably one of the best skills to have. It's it's also a dangerous skill to have, I find, because uh, it kind of removes your filter in some situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I yeah, I agree completely. It's especially I'm an introverted extrovert, so mm-hmm. I'm introverted most of the time. But I don't mind being extroverted as long as you know it doesn't take away a lot of my energy. Yeah, and I find that improv has really made it possible for me to be comfortable on stage and performing as I'm a singer and a songwriter okay. as well independent filmmaker amazing a whole bunch of different stuff yeah. um, but I would never I don't think I would ever really have been able to do a lot of that as comfortably as I have yeah um, and teach writing as well if I didn't have all of that that acting experience yeah, it's... of just and you know I don't even have any desire to act anymore mm-hmm. um to have to learn lines and all that that is swearing allowed oh yeah yeah okay. say whatever all you that want i'm just not a i don't i don't want to memorize stuff i just yeah. want to go out and have fun and do accents and Absolutely. be goofy and yeah. throw myself on the ground and I, the, yeah yeah fun. the performance it's liberating. of it, it is liberating, yeah, really liberating. absolutely I, <laughs> it was, yeah i i did that all throughout <laughs> high school and then into my early 20s i, I went into acting and yeah, it uh, uh, is definitely dangerous when you don't have a filter and you're supposed to. <laughs> I've, I've gotten myself in trouble a time or two. Although yeah. it's cool, too, because I, I travel a lot because mm-hmm. of what I do. I can do it anywhere. And so I prefer not to be here in the winter. So yeah, I, I, I love maybe. you. But, but people ask me what I do for a living, and I, I tell them I'm a serial killer and a professional smartass <laughs> because I write murder mysteries, yeah. and I, I teach and perform improv professionally so you know I'm able to say those things and then of course I get a laugh which is always fun and then I have to explain what I do but um yeah that's that's great um so (laughs) how how long 
like I guess when did you first and and before it became a profession before you were you know paid to do it when did did you start writing first or was it more the improv or the singing where where was it uh, I grew up in a musical family, so okay. definitely the singing and the acting and all that stuff yeah, was yeah. definitely first. My dad taught me to play guitar when I was really little, and he actually brought Dungeons and Dragons home oh, amazing. when I was a, a little girl, and he read The Lord of the Rings to me when I was like six or something, yeah. so it was stupid, because I, <laughs> I had a huge imagination even then, so I would have nightmares about giant spiders and yeah. stuff, uh, but I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, so the musical side kind of started first and the, the imagination from Dungeons and Dragons and reading science fiction and fantasy at a very, very young age when I should yeah. have been. Um, and then when I was 12, I read my very first YA book. Uh, a girlfriend of mine gave me a Nancy Drew mystery. Okay. And it was so simplistic, the storyline was so mm-hmm. simplistic compared to what I had been reading that my brain just said, I remember it saying, I can do this. Yeah. And so I looked up from finishing this book in less than two hours. And here's my dad on one end of the couch, my mom and the other both reading, because that was our thing, right? And I said, I'm going to write a book. And my mom kind of laughed, but my dad went to the closet and he found mom's old green typewriter from college, which is basically the equivalent of, you know, a laptop now. And he set it up, he showed me how to use it, and I've been writing ever since. Amazing. Terribly at first, (laughs) obviously. But um, but it's been a passion, and I was always something and a writer. So mm-hmm. um, just the being able to to be a writer is is yeah amazing. In because yeah. I've like I've definitely like read I've read books. I, I like reading. I read a lot of <laughs> well, books. Good for you. No, but after that, you know, the first like novel when you you know you're young, you're getting out of picture books, mm-hmm. and then you read it, and you're like I could do that, yeah. and. I've I've sat down many times with that intention and got about a paragraph in and I was like, um, what, I guess, what for you drove you to actually like complete, because that's the big thing, right? Writers, yeah. there's a saying like, writers love talking about writing, but not They don't writing. actually love yeah. writing. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yes. So I'm I'm one of those writers that hears voices. Okay. And so I know that sounds crackpot, and I my ex husband used to hate when I yeah. said that I hear voices. <laughs> um, but there's there's different kinds of ways to tap into your creativity. Yeah. And as a writer, some people see images. Some people, um, uh, like I said, hear voices. Some people actually have to drag it out. Yeah. Um, it's the spark that's the the part you can't learn, right? Everything else you can mm-hmm. you can sort it out and you can figure out where your creativity comes from. So for me, I don't really have a choice. It's always there. It's continually there. Yeah. And the more I use it, the louder it gets. And so um, because I do it uh, full time and because I was such an introverted, weirdo, mm-hmm. nerdy child, um, writing was an escape for me as much as yeah. reading was. And so it was just a regular, there was no, there, it wasn't work. It was... Yeah. It was, I would be sitting on the bus driving to school for an hour, yeah. writing in my head, staring out the window. Yeah. Um, and I've actually been challenged by people. I went out to breakfast with a friend of mine at, at one point, and he said, by, by the time breakfast is over, how many book ideas can you come up with? And uh, by the time breakfast was done, I think it was like 45 minutes, I had six series. 
that I just kind of <laughs> laid out. Now we weren't alone, so I was able to kind of cl- shut off the people around me and look out the window. And, yeah. But it, it comes that easily to me. But again, it's like it, the more you do it, the easier it gets. So right. for, for writers who love to talk about writing and not actually yeah. do it, I understand that. But it gets so much easier, at least it does for me. Uh, yeah. in the doing that why wouldn't I continue to do it so then it's, yeah. it just gets easier and easier like I I was away for 10 days and I missed it mm-hmm. I was in Wales and I couldn't I was like traveling with friends and I couldn't work and I got home and I'm like, like I jones in to get back yeah. to it to, to the point where I've outlined eight books in the last three days yeah and I'm gonna start writing on Monday and I'm just gonna blow through those eight books That's... over the next you know however many how long does would you like guesstimate like it would take you to go from concept to finish uh, a novel? Do you really want an answer to that question? I mean, do you really want to answer? Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, I do. I yeah, don't mind I, answering. Um, I, I, the only reason I'm hesitating to answer, and I've never hesitated before, is because of AI. Mm. And I know that at some point I'm going to be accused of using it because I'm very fast. Yeah. So, um, just as an example, I've I have a, a six book series that I'm going to write by the end of May. Yeah, wow! From oh my In god! In fifteen days, half a book a day. Half a book a day. Yeah. Now, mind you, those books are like maybe forty thousand words, so they're not huge books. Yeah. They're yeah. cozy murder mysteries, so they're pretty quick. Yeah. But I mean, it's the equivalent of what is that? Uh, 240 250,000 words in 15 Shoot. not even in 15 days cuz that includes editing and yeah outlining and yeah wow that's that is impressive that is very I write about 2500 words an hour wow so get, like coming into this, this I'm very prolific but yeah. again it's you know I've done this yeah. 190 times it'll be over 200 times very shortly <laughs> And so it's just, it's, it's like anything else. They talk about the 10,000 yeah. uh, hour rule, right? I've, yeah. I've got those hours in for yeah. sure. I've been doing this full time now for 13 and a half years. So. That's, I, I, like, I talk to comedians about, and really like everyone, anyone doing something they're good at is very like exciting to me. I, I love yeah. watching someone be very like proficient and professional at what they do and like from seeing a an electrician just wire something with just fluidity and and ease is is as exciting as watching a comedian on stage just manipulate an audience and take them down and bring them up and as, as if they were just like um like like a maestro like a maestro mm-hmm. in a in a like a concert or something mm. it's it's just so cool <laughs> yeah i agree completely yeah. i know and i know how lucky i am mm-hmm. that i found what i loved and i can make a living at it so, and there's days that i literally i said it to myself today how fucking I'm so fucking good at what I do. And it sounds it sounds arrogant, but when you nail a piece and you yeah. just you're so in it and it's it's I, a beautiful thing. Honestly, like I don't think people like there's that fear of oh I'm I'm too arrogant or what, but I don't think people honestly say that about themselves enough. Mm. And th- like in 
and I've, I've talked about it before in, in comedy, there's almost a, a, a reliance on self-deprecation yeah. and like you're good at you're number one doing something that not a lot of people can do yourself included um, comedians standing up talking in front of a crowd yeah. that right there you need to like if you're doing it pat yourself on the back and like actually feel good about yourself yeah it's, I think as creators we're we're taught not to appreciate what we make by the people who don't create because you know we're taught mm. exposure and right it's yeah, almost yeah. like a it's almost like they not that they society tries to to undervalue what we do mm-hmm. so that they can get our yeah and i know that's a terrible i'm not i'm not saying it properly because i know the people that that love me and care about me and my readers yeah my fans they don't mind paying for my work but i know that there's a culture of kind of taking advantage of artists yeah. musicians painters it's, all of it stealing our work mm-hmm. you know and and using it to their own advantage and so ai you yeah. mentioned earlier and so we're taught plus it like i went to university because yeah. i was told i couldn't make a living as a writer i was supposed to, i was going to be a professor yeah and i was taught how to tear work apart how to tear writing apart mm-hmm. not how to put it together huh. i was taught to be a critic of it in right. creative writing right you're, yeah. taught, you're taught how to tear sentences apart and tear stories apart and but you're not taught how to actually assemble them and I didn't get that until I went to journalism and then into screenwriting yeah then I started to learn how to actually assemble a story that and it, that's where my education really came from plus I my never speed. thought about it that way and heaven forbid you're a fast writer yeah in literary fiction because Dear Lord, you're obviously you suck. Now, mind you, that that's changed over the last. Like, I I joined the independent publishing movement in uh, 2011, mm-hmm. and at that time it was the Wild West, and it yeah. was literally the gold rush. It was wild. Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. We were throwing stuff at the wall to see what would stick. Amazon had just put out the Kindle in 2010. Right. Like it was the it was brand new, and up until that point, anybody who self published was was crappy. Yeah. And even then, we were still crappy, but we had readers, or we were told we were, but we had readers who didn't care that there were no gatekeepers yeah and left um and so now it's kind of come full circle and there's a lot of really well-valued uh authors who are self-publishing yeah but now again we're getting into ai and there's a lot of accusations about crap going on there too and plagiarism and theft and all that so i think it's an endless non-stop kind of creativity i will always be undervalued i think my my like biggest um, like author that I read and I'm the biggest fan of is Stephen King and he's again like prolific and just just pounds them out and and I I'm I read a lot but I read a lot of him Mm -hmm. so I've I've tried to go into other things and just like I like his prose I like how he does it so it's kind of spoiled me because I'm like oh this is just how it's done. You put out a, an award-winning book every six months, and that's just yeah. how it's done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, they, but just traditional publishing had, has trained us 
that it's like once a year. Yeah, right? I guess that's um, the timeline, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be, obviously. Yeah. I own my own publishing company and I publish whenever I feel like it and it's very, and I keep most of the profits and it's, yeah. it's been, but it's the only way really that I've been able to make a living yeah. as a writer. That's So I'm really lucky that it's the time, I'm in the time that I'm in. Yeah, so you yeah. had a, you must have then like a pretty keen business sense on top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, you, 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 I got, I, I, you're, you're I, so you... I was a businesswoman before yeah. I ditched my life and decided to be a writer full time. Okay. So, um, I was a master stylist for 15 years. Okay. I had my own hair salon. Yeah. And so that taught me the basics of business, but I mean, I still really wasn't a very good business person. Yeah. Uh, being thrown in the deep end without any kind of backup yeah. is an excellent way to learn how to take care of yourself. <laughs> I don't yeah. recommend anybody do what I did, and liter- I literally sold my business, and I didn't have a publisher. I didn't have, I didn't have anything. What 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 made you take that jump? Because that seems like a yeah. insane choice to make. So I, I I was doing screenwriting, and I got an offer, or I was told that it was time to ditch my life here and move to Toronto and write for right. television. And I was going to do that, and I, I had this one last opportunity to write a book. Okay. And it was, like I said, it was right around the time that indie publishing happened, and I thought, okay, before I ditch my existence here on the island completely, I'm going to... I'm going to give this a go. And I had um, my first award-winning, or actually my second award-winning novel, Family Magic, yeah. came to me. Uh, the lead character woke me up in the middle of the night. And because of her, I I wrote that first book. It was like 95,000 words, so about 450 pages, something like that, in two weeks. It just yeah. flew out of me. And yeah. I knew, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this indie publishing thing a try before I, and I'm really glad because I, I've done some work for, for TV since kind of as yeah. filler and I realized that I didn't want to write other people's shit. I just want to write my own shit. Yeah, so. yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not nearly as satisfying. It was like having a job. So, uh, but I mean, I still get to dabble in the screenwriting and I guess, really yeah, funny. well, you can write whatever you want. Yeah. And actually, a friend of mine and I did a web series based on um, uh, the Lovely Witches Club, which is a real-life club. We do a witches ball. We're going to have one this year. Oh, super cool. Yeah, and I wrote a, a book series, like a novella series, to go along with the, the show. Mm-hmm. And we got money from Telefilm and went to Banff and pitched it. Oh, it was so Amazing. much fun. It was so much fun. And it got me back into it. So I get to yeah. dabble in that part, which I really enjoy, but I get to do this, which is my, my real passion. Yeah, I, I've kind of experienced a bit of that kind of turnaround yeah. because um like i'm originally from vancouver so yeah, yeah i i yeah. was I, I went to acting school for like a pretty much a degree's worth of acting school yeah. and i was working i had an agent i was booking a a feature a year um awesome. near the end of it which and then i i just had a i was sitting on set in like one of the tents waiting for my time to go up and I'm like I got into this because I wanted to like help people through art right I wanted to emote I wanted and I'm like I am playing cowboy number three and school bully and and I'm 
and I'm on set for 15 hours a day yeah. to and I'm like I I don't know if I'm getting what I want to get out of it and and I like I got up and left which was like a big like heartfelt like like turmoil because pretty much from the age of 13 until I I left when I was in my like early mid 20s that was like I'm going to LA I'm doing the thing I'm getting I'm like that was my life trajectory and I was like yeah I don't want to and I stepped away and I wasted a lot of time I lifeguarded and eventually I found acupuncture which is what I'm doing right now Cool. And and then kind of in a roundabout way, I moved to PEI. My fiance was trying to get into the veterinary school, which is what brought us here. Right. And then as soon as I got here, things just started falling into place. Like I got a job at uh, Serene View Ranch. I don't know if oh, you're familiar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and we work with with um like military is that up at the top of the hill um that's the main in one. alexander yeah yeah, yeah. or in Pottle, i mean yeah, yeah very nice they have so a second the, one now the black and white uh gypsy vanner finn yeah at the bottom of the hill at amanda tweedy's place was my pony oh real okay yeah yeah and I, I sold him to to amanda oh, that's finny beautiful yeah he's a prince yeah. he's such a doll so i've um uh, I've learned a little bit about the Serene View, yeah. and it, what an amazing, what an it's amazing fantastic. place! And then yeah, from cool. that, like, I, I got to, I guess that gave me some degree of stability. Yeah. And right. then I started, because I'm like, I can't stay still in one thing, right. so I'm like, oh, right, I'm gonna. <laughs> You're an artist. I'm an artist. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're funny, right? We're, I, uh, we're like, I'm amazed that I'm still. In one thing, although I'm not, because I'm in multiple genres, and I mean yeah. that's the, that's really the key to it, I think. But anyway, Absolutely. sorry. Carry oh, on. Um, so I, I started doing stand up. I started going to open mic nights. I started to. Meet so you know, people. Dave. Um, sorry, I know it's your podcast. It's all me good. asking questions. No, no, um, please. Dave, I, I, oh, Patty, that's terrible. Dave <laughs> Renee. Uh, Dave's really good friends with Ryan. Um, oh. Big tall Dave. Oh, Patty, Dog Park Dave. Hicks. He drives the white van for the, the he does the driver stuff. Oh, you don't I, know Dave? I don't... Oh, you need to know Dave. Okay. Dave's awesome. Dave's awesome. Sorry, Dave. I know your last name is Hicks. I had a brain fart. <laughs> I've been writing a lot the last few days. All right. Um, mm. I, I, I must have yeah, I'm sure crossed paths, but I, my brain... Um, yes. And but I like I got into that, which led to me wanting to do the podcast, which led to like a, I started getting ideas for TV series, mm-hmm. and I started like combining things. I I have a an idea to do a kind of an Anthony Bourdain style mm-hmm. um, series where he he kind of. The show was never really about food, right? Mm. It was about people mm. and and community, with kind of the anchor being food that brings everybody together. I want to do something similar, but with 
um, traditional medicine bringing people together. So I want to focus a lot on the indigenous community Mm. because like I, like I'm not indigenous, but I was born in Canada. I grew up here and the public school system taught me next to nothing about indigenous people, Mm -hmm. but they're here and it's a a thriving community. People are, are doing things, but the only thing like I've learned was antiquity like teepees and portages and canoe building and what are people doing now it's not an extinct civilization Mm -hmm. that we're discussing right so I I feel like now everything's just leading to the podcasting is is helping me build my interview skills so maybe I can start infusing that into the show if it gets made and it's it's great yeah it's really great it's interesting how <laughs> things kind of mm-hmm. happen but do you know Louise Lalonde she used to run the, the yes I do yeah Louise is an awesome resource I would definitely talk to her I've met her a couple times I gotta reach yeah, out to her she's, again she's really awesome and uh, my my dear friend Renee uh, Laprise and I who did Lovely Witches she was the executive director of okay. EI for eight years she just amazing yeah, I just I just met um, Eliza Knockwood. Oh yeah, yeah. Eliza. So Renee's her um, editor. Oh. And she was producing. Well, yeah, she was producing a little bit for her and stuff too. I think. Anyway, yes, yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a really yeah. great community. It's a very complex community. Absolutely. And the Canadians don't know enough. You're absolutely I, right. And I'm the first to like yeah. admit that. And you know, I I I say I want to you know connect over traditional medicine, but Again, that's just the surface level. I, I really want to learn, right? That's what, like, I think approaching, and I'm like, I'm talking, I don't know, but like... Well, that's the thing. That's the cool part. You don't know what you're going to learn. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't even know the questions to ask. Yeah. So I like, I just want to, and I think that's what needs to be done is somebody needs to go and just be like, hey, I'm here to shut up and listen, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. that's kind of where, and yeah. I love it, it's good Yeah, idea. yeah. Very fun. That's, um, I guess to bring it back to um, writing, um, you, you mentioned that like, you have like the voices mm-hmm. in your mind. So is it is it almost more of like a, a transcription? You're just, you're just writing what, I call myself fingers on the keyboard. I'm basically channeling. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah, it's wild. It's a really, it's an amazing process for me because I will sit down to write and I'll go back to and read it and I'm, I don't even realize that I. <laughs> and my only concern is ever that my skill level is up to the voice of the character. That's all I ever worry about because okay. the stories they tell are amazing. Yeah. I, that's, I, 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 when I'm writing jokes, Mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's not, they come to me in images. That's why, like, I feel like I should be a filmmaker because everything, my dreams are cinematic. I, I see things in, like, three act, um, scenes and, and I'm like, okay. And then I just, I just see it happening and like, okay, well, I'll talk about that. So it's. Has that always kind of been your reality? Do you remember a, yeah, a defining always. moment when no, that voice kind of <laughs> first started? Well, I mean, the the 
I think it really woke up that day that it told me that I could do, I could do write that Nancy Drew novel. Yeah. So, but I mean, um, yeah, I think it's pretty much always. Yeah. Been there, but it's all it's 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 also it's a good thing and it's a bad thing in a mm-hmm. way because it also means that I have that nasty negative voice in my head that it's really really loud because it seems to be in balance with the creative one right um so uh i know a lot of creators um struggle with depression and and mental health issues and i'm certainly one of those and i have since that age and so it's been a balancing act between um accepting the creative side of me and trying to find ways not to let the the, that really loud voice overpower me at the same time yeah. so it's kind of yeah because I hear a lot of people that like either identify as you know near not neurotypical mm-hmm. or have some some degree of like mental health struggle that if you know they're able to kind of take the reins a little bit it becomes a superpower right, right? yeah like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm going through uh I feel like like a self-diagnosis of like I feel like I might have ADHD right and yes. just like hearing people talk about I'm like oh, that, sounds oh, that sounds very funny. familiar <laughs> and yeah. like, I don't know I, I want to get myself are. tested but yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like it's a little too familiar. <laughs> yeah. But I don't... Well, I mean, then the other side of it, too, is where we're, we go looking for reasons as to why we are the way we are. And sometimes right. we don't even need a diagnosis. If you yeah. feel like you are a certain way, unless you've come to a place where you feel like you need medication for yeah. it. Yeah. I've held off. I've never had to take medication. There's probably been a number of times where I should have been medicated. Yeah. Uh, especially in the last three years. And I've talked to a lot of artists and a lot of writers and a lot of creatives. The last three years have been the shittiest three fucking yeah. years for creators. Well, awful. It's it's but a very, like, we, we have, like, this spirit that... We're so that sensitive to, to the energy of the planet, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And we yeah. were, like, uh, one of my acupuncture mentors was saying like everybody went through a trauma mm. like those three years were oh absolutely a major trauma. trauma and and that affects you physically and emotionally and yes. spiritually and the the whole gambit so, and so many people who didn't feel comfortable talking about it yeah i feel like we're finally coming to a place where we're comfortable talking about mental absolutely health. and i'm i speak about it regularly because I'm you know if I don't talk about it I it makes it worse yeah so even on my TikTok channel and and my in my social media I talk about my my mental health um and I do my best not to let it affect my work but I mean how do you not really yeah and so you know being being open about it being now having more people admitting yeah you know what it's okay not to be okay it's it, that's even more liberating which yeah, is really awesome because it's it like people are talking about it but not in a oh well it, it's, it's just yeah. it's just oh yeah I have I have 
what ADHD, yeah. depression, anxiety, what end, yeah. and oh, here's the rest of the conversation. Hey, I was suicidal Absolutely. when I was 25. Yeah, nobody exactly. even like bats an eye. I mean, if they, like they care about you yes. and they want you to be yeah, well, yeah. but it's not. It's, it's not the stigma. There's no stigma, and and I like I, I was listening to a podcast the other day where they. Um, the person brought up um, talking to somebody who was transgender and the even the story didn't really have anything to do with them being transgender they just happened to be and it like wove in and out and then they were on to the next thing and I was reading the comments and there was a whole bunch of um, like LGBTQ plus people in the comments saying Thank you. This is what we need. It's not like the whole conversation wasn't even about it. People are just existing as just normalizing. Yeah, that's the conversation. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand why we have to um, dictate to other people who they are, what they are. Yeah. Because those are not hurting anyone or themselves, yeah. hopefully. And they won't hurt themselves anymore if they're allowed to be... People just want to be. Like, they're... Like, I, I, yeah. Anyway, I, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a cis white woman I, privilege. Yeah. I yeah. have no... <laughs> I, know. I have no horse in I, this I don't game. think we're, we're I, cracking no. the case here tonight, but... No, I mean, but I mean, I, I have no... I have, I have no. Yeah. Any, do you be do you, you yeah, be absolutely. happy? Absolutely. Please be happy. Be happy, and so, I think we're getting there. And it's slowly. a big conversation in my industry. Yeah. Um, partly because of well, J.K. Rowling is mm-hmm. such a. Um, she's so anti-transgender. Yeah. Which blows my mind. I know. I know. Um, but there's also a lot of conversation around what you're allowed to write as a writer. Absolutely. Right? So. Um, is a white woman allowed to write from the person right. of a black man? Yeah. If that character comes to you, mm-hmm. like, is that? I have a friend right now who's writing a trilogy. It's kind of a Wild West sort of a trilogy, um, but it's an alternate history, and she's struggling with, you know, her comfort level on how how fantasized does she have to make that history yeah. to not offend anybody yeah right and it's a it's a it's an honest question yeah. and and I, I like the same conversations happening in the acting world mm. like like obviously I don't like people shouldn't be playing all other races yeah but, like but like if Tiffany's wasn't it um what's his yeah name? oh like Mickey Mickey Rooney Moore. yes and the, but the like if are you allowed to play somebody who's deaf are you allowed yes. to play somebody who's, who's gay? Transgender. Transgender. If you're not. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think it, that, and that comes down to, and if there's an actor who is, yeah. who identify, why would you not what? cast that actor? Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. that's that's a huge question there. But the, I, I yeah, the the morality of like I have a. I have a one lonely romance novel. I'll never write another <laughs> one because I'm not a romance writer. I'm not a romance writer. But the the second book in that series, the lead character was the best friend of the lead character in the first series, and she's a black actress yep. living in New York City. And I'm like, I can't. How do you, yeah. Because I'm not, not because I, you know, 
I, I could I don't think I could do her justice because I don't I don't yeah. know her I don't know her situation because I mean I guess like history and like especially for like and I'm I'm assuming like race plays a part in who would, you become as a yeah. like your entire history you and how you're treated. Well, I mean, we we know that. I mean, yeah. they, they've you know, especially in energy medicine. Yeah. You talk about hereditary trauma oh, and how yeah. you carry it forward in your DNA. I mean, absolutely. Now, mind you, the other side of me is like, so I have this this one series where uh, it's a paranormal mm-hmm. um, mystery murder mystery series. And in the opening of the first book, this character came to me. She was a transgender woman, but she's also paranormal. Yeah. And she, how she lives is she feeds off of the men who fall in love with her. She's a dancer. And she ends up murdered. And I, I felt terrible about it because it was a trope, mm-hmm. right? Like the transgender woman ends up murdered by right. the man who was anyway he but ends it, up being tortured by the yeah. church and that's why he murdered her. except that wasn't why he murdered her he murdered her because she was feeding off of him anyway right. so I ended up rewriting that character even though she was mad at me like this hmm. character actually fought me yeah and I said no no I uh, I can't leave it that way and so I when I rewrote her I put a note in the back of the book um, and I I posted publicly and I put it in my newsletter and I apologized mm-hmm. for the trope and but I also said except now she's a, a woman stripper who's been m- murdered yeah look there's another trope and mm-hmm. until there's no violence against women until there's no violence against trans or yeah. gay people until there's no tropes yeah I, I don't know, and she's mad at me now. But this is something I had. I felt like I had to do. Yeah, I, like, but I and I felt terrible. Like it, I'd still feel terrible about. But it was she wanted that story told. So what do I do? What do, you do? So it's yeah. a, it's a, the conundrum, and I. But I also want to be. I want to support my LGBTQ yeah. friends and, and family. Like I want because like, it's it's a trope, but. It's also all too real, right? Un- unfortunately. Well, this was paranormal, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it depends but who yes. you ask. No, it is real. Violence yeah. against violence the trans against community. Violence women, against women. Violence against yeah trans community. Yeah, absolutely. Just there's too much violence. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Although I do write murder mysteries, so. but <laughs> most of my murder mysteries are cozy murder mysteries, which means most people. Everybody in the book is awful, and they everybody hates the person who died, and the lead character yeah. is funny and charming, and <laughs> usually has an animal of some kind that helps them solve the mystery. Oh, I love so that. I I try to stay away from the. I was actually looking into going back to the sort of um, hardcore um, thriller, psychological thrillers, but I okay my brain's not there anymore. You have to be honest you to yourself. To be, you have to be in a certain yeah space. You, I can't write horror anymore. Well, short yeah. stories because they're quick. Yeah, but I, I, and I've noticed this with with Stephen King as well. Mm. I, I love his short stories mm. far more than his novels. Um, that's not true. I love his novels as well, yeah. but his short stories just something yes. about a horror short story. It's just 
you you don't need to drag on about very impactful and yeah. Stephen has this innate understanding of the human condition yeah he can he understands why people that moment when they turn yeah you know yeah what I mean and what triggers that like I he blows my mind when it comes to understanding humanity that that just brought the worst of humanity yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. I was I was listening to a podcast again where the person was saying that their aunt or cousin or something whoever it was in in the like late 80s went on a date with um ted bundy wow and and he, uh he was saying that like they they had dinner together but she just got this horrible feeling went into the bathroom called her brother and was like you need to come pick me up and i'm not leaving the stall until you get here wow. and didn't know who he was it wasn't until like months later he yeah. was doing the trial and it was, that's, that's the guy him. but she was like <laughs> yeah. and this was where it really struck me it was like she was like he didn't look like that in on the date like he was hunting and his face just like was like like animalistic yeah. like well they say that we we have fucked up our um especially women we have mm-hmm. a secondary nervous system right yeah that is attuned to what's going on around us because men are internally single focused typical or uh, 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 testosterone brains yeah I, I shouldn't generalize men and women and then but mainly estrogen brains are external diffuse focus because we have to you know take care of the children yeah talk to the neighbors and sure. you know, do all the whatever yeah um, so it's the hunter versus the gatherer and so our, that secondary nervous system is all, that's where our gut is. Whereas yeah. testosterone brains have it here, mm-hmm. we have it all around here, but we've been so trained to um, uh, be nice. Yes. And not upset testosterone brains because you could be dangerous to us. Yeah. That we suppress it. But sociopath or psychopathic uh, testosterone brains. Yeah. yeah. If we're in tune with our nervous system, we immediately know. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's there was a time when it wouldn't have been an issue, yeah. but in our society now, it's like it's, a, that's why so many women end up with abusive. Men they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. like I don't, I don't know if like I'm picking up on it because I'm a guy, but I'm like, why are you? What are you doing? Oh like, no, absolutely. You would definitely recognize yeah, it like, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, there was, there was a book that came out called The Game. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it was about, um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it, but he, he essentially infiltrated the world of pickup artists. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, he yeah. was like, and... And he he deep dived into it and, and went the to these seminars. Community and yes, it is terrifying yes. how like they like they use analogies like 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 breaking off the weaker person from the herd, and you want to get the the insecure girl away from her friends and isolate. Like this is like manipulative. It's, 
Well, it's abuse. It's, yeah. It's pre-abuse behavior, yeah. right? Yeah. It's. I know, it's wild. And again, it's societal. I don't yeah. think that we would have the... the they say that I love brain science. Yeah. Because of what I do, I love brain science. I love how the brain works. Um, and they say like one in ten people has uh, issues with empathy mm-hmm. uh, and are even um, leaning towards sociopathy because huh. of uh, how we were raised. Yeah. And it's gotten worse over the years. And Gen Xers, mm-hmm. which is what I am, um, we're actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> because we were latchkey kids, because we were pretty much abandoned and left to raise ourselves, we yeah. were feral. Latchkey um, kids. We weren't trained to be empathetic. It's, I, I heard. And then some... we overdid it with our children, our yeah. children, and made them self-centered. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's only perpetuated the problem. So then it's created this giant society of. Um, them versus us, yeah. especially when it comes to uh, testosterone and estrogen. And, and we're seeing that. It's created every, a massive divide. Yeah. I, 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 like years ago, I, there was a, I guess it was probably the, the boomer generation, like the post-war generation, where there was this big push towards like the lone wolf Clint Eastwood type, right? Yes. The individualism kind of American individualism and make it for yourself and right. right right and that's like I think the 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 epicenter of where it all unraveled because we weren't we're not meant to be isolated we're not meant to be an island no no we're not we're meant to be we're meant to live in communities I mean we're herd creatures right yeah but we've turned it into you know India I know we this is a this is a huge conversation, yeah. but it also, I love it because it informs, it definitely so informs much. Yeah. what I do. And everything I learn yeah. about, although everything I learn about it um, also makes me very nervous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and worried about us. I, anyway, yeah. especially coming into this this um, AI generation. Yeah, yes. And AI is advancing. I was reading an article about, and I know I brought it up earlier, but... Um, it's only going to isolate us further mm-hmm. uh, because if, uh, very soon they're already coming out with them. Um, you're going to have your own individual AI yeah. that you can train specifically to you yeah. um, that has access to the internet, obviously, yeah. um, that will deliver to you things that are specific to you and cut you off from everything else completely. Which is almost like what the the Facebook algorithm was <laughs> are starting in, to do was the baby I know. steps towards that I know well and we're doing that to ourselves like I yeah. know my Facebook page is curated if anybody says anything that I mm-hmm. do, I don't want that crap I already yeah. deal with murder and stuff in my head I don't want that in my life and so I have a lot of that stuff shut down so if in the writing world stuff blows up all the time yeah. and every once in a while I'll get a sniff of something I'll be like what What did I miss what did yeah. I miss and somebody will send me to a link and I'm like ah I don't want that <laughs> and I lock that down I'm glad I missed that except that I'm then uninformed about but is that a good thing the, or a bad yeah, thing yeah I, I was going to say like what's the what's the line yeah. because I mean he, 
it there is something to be said for keeping you know the the doom scrolling to a yes. to a minimum and keeping the the negative and the yeah. the the torture and the pain of and, the world and how much of the how, how can you even trust it because yeah. you know you look at deep fakes i mean we're at the point now where we're living in the matrix oh absolutely <laughs> yes anyway. Yeah, and, and I joke because I want my I do want my own AI because I want to yeah. take I want to feed it all of my work and mm-hmm. turn it into my assistant. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is basically plugging the jack into the back of my head. Yeah, because if I could lay down and close my eyes and think my books, oh my, God. I could write a book in ten minutes. You'd be cutting down <laughs> your your turnover right? in like seconds. I know. Yeah, I know. and I've actually dabbled with AI because I was curious, and I'm in a group and we. We talk about it, and I, I, I don't think I'll ever use it to write because I yeah. love the process so much. Yeah. And I have friends who use it to come up with ideas, and I—that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. I don't. Not only do you obviously, yeah, but getting ideas isn't my problem. Like yeah. I have so many ideas. Yeah. That I'm—I don't think I'll ever have to worry about that part of it. And it's not at the point where AI is is uh, really a great writer yet without editing and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Plus, for me, that's the joy is connecting with the voices and. Mm-hmm. But I do understand people's, you know, curiosity yeah. and. They say yeah. it's, it's like a, like you mentioned the gold rush when the self publishing came out. Like this is. Yeah, we're in the gold rush. We're in the AI, gold rush of AI. But AI is advancing so fast. Yeah. Like literally, I was reading an article. Um, uh, Meta put out a open source okay. AI in March third, and by what was, I think it was March eighteenth, and had surpassed ChatGPT. Huh. And it was like just an, it, it wasn't trained or anything. They just gave it out to the yeah. the community. Hmm. To, so they're basically getting free engineering, and they're applying it back to all of their, right? Huh. But it's it's scaring Google and it's scaring yeah. OpenAI because they're they're literally growing in leaps and bounds. But I mean that you know the people there's also the doom things about you know yeah, well, it's Skynet, like- and <laughs> but that's not how we're gonna go. It, AI will will decide that over and it'll just put a nano virus out and every single living thing will die at the same time. I shouldn't say that. Oh, that's my You're giving brain away your though, next book? right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my brain. That's yeah, my brain. it's, well, we're, <laughs> I, I mean, know. we're approaching <laughs> the the singularity as they, they call it, where the advancement yeah. just be, it, it surpasses, surpasses and it just happens simultaneously and, just, and it's just, yeah. I'm hoping it'll just pick itself up and go off into space. Yeah, like, hey, we're done with you people. Yeah, they're gonna hang out <laughs> on Mars Mars. or something. Yeah, exactly. I, Leave but us we're alone. seeing, and I think it's the beginnings of uh, a lust for analog mm, happening, yes. grassroots. So yeah, I have a lot of writer friends who are worried, and a lot of artist friends. They're yeah. like, you know, AI. Uh, there's one publisher. Um, uh, he started out indie. And he has a publishing company that's very 
very large and he publishes indies yeah. but he's decided to go completely AI he's going to put out 10,000 projects this year <laughs> all AI I know Whoa. and there's people freaking out I'm like no 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 because you know what's going to happen it's going to happen really quickly is that um AI is going to be identified yeah. and sold at a lower price, and then we're going to be able to finally charge a premium because yeah. it's written by a human being. Yeah. So we're going to be swinging back the other way because in in indie publishing, a lot of us charge less than traditional yeah. publishing. So an ebook might cost you fourteen ninety nine from HarperCollins or yeah. whatever, but from an indie, you could get it for two ninety nine or three ninety nine, even though it's still Same it's thing. just as yeah. good a book, right? Yeah. So. Um, I think it's going to ultimately benefit us, those of us that continue to write. Yeah. But I mean, I still, I everybody uses AI. Word yeah. has AI built into it. Oh, you know, yeah, absolutely. For, for spelling correction. Yeah. Or guessing what you're going to say next, right? Yeah. I use a, a program called Canva Pro to build my, my covers, mm -hmm. and they have all kinds of AI tools to yeah. help you change the colors of things and remove backgrounds and alter. I made the right? the the logo for this podcast on AI. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So yeah. it's just a um, it's just another tool. It's yeah, just another tool. yeah. It's how you use it, how you go about. And you know. maybe maybe it's going to, because like we were talking about, like we've been so pushed towards this solo like like island mindset of you are you know make it for yourself do it like pull yourself up by your bootstraps be the the Such the Clint bullshit. Eastwood it's horrible maybe this is going to push us back to find each other the community the community because yeah. that's where we're going like AI is cold and and soulless in the same way that you become cold as an island yeah. so maybe we're we're being pushed towards the the warmth of of album of vinyl we're being pushed um yeah. they're they're releasing new music on cassette tapes now wild which is, yeah yeah <laughs> that's it's, wild it's vinyl and cassette which isn't even a great way to listen to music no it's not and they just want the, and lo-fi have, wow. Yeah, have you have you seen the the boom of lo-fi on no. YouTube? It's amazing. I love it. It's um it's this kind of um like they they manufacture in the like pop and crackle of like a, an album really? and it's this soft kind of soothing music. Yeah. I think it is mostly computer generated ironically, I'll, but uh, I'll have to look it up cuz yeah. I listen to music when I it's it's great and there's this cool. whole community now there's um the people who put it on youtube one of the originators of it i think on youtube it's called lo-fi girl and there's this um like looping video of a girl in her bedroom writing in a book and there, it's as if she's listening to the music you're listening to and they've expanded on on that concept and there's different streams of her like hanging out outside laying on the couch with her cat in the kitchen and then a month or so ago they just introduced lo-fi boy who lives in the apartment across oh, the street so they're building this world and it's awesome. all based around really cool. this kind of like music yeah <laughs> it's it's cool. neat yeah 
you know, you talk about community and, and some girlfriends of mine and I were all kind of of the same age, decade. Um, and we're already talking about buying a communal. Oh, yeah. Right. What And we each have our own little house and we yeah. bring in a masseuse and we bring in a pool boy. And Acupuncture. We bring in a chef, <laughs> right. To take care of us in yeah. our old age, and and we're all going to have this lovely community where we take care of each other. Yeah, I I think that's where we have to. That's what we're missing. Yeah, yeah, that that. Just, I I've been lucky in. In life, to be, presented with, a lot of female mentors, mm-hmm. and, like it's and and I don't know there's something about women who were like older than me that there was you know nothing nothing sexual about it there was nothing and it was just nurture Mm. nurturing in in not even like a a maternal um, way but like I, I, I feel like I was gifted that sense of community through those series of mentors and and maybe a a better connection to women because yeah. of it yeah it does come down to that sort of diffuse focus yeah that that the estrogen brain has mm-hmm. yeah like. um I haven't really like looked into like you you mentioned like estrogen brain versus testosterone brain and yeah. like in my like acupuncture studies there's like definitely like yin versus yang mm. and I've never really thought about it in that way. Well it but. I well it, it explains multiple gen- genders so I, much more clearly yeah because you know what if you have an 80 percent estrogen and 20 percent testosterone brain mm-hmm. uh versus uh 50 percent estrogen 50 percent testosterone but like what what hormones were your brain yeah. was your brain bathed in when you were in in vitro how do you if you have an 80 versus 20 but they have female genitalia yeah. No wonder they feel like they're transgender, yeah. like they're male, yeah. because they were, you know, it just. Yeah. So so, who are we to tell them that their brain is wrong when that's how nature made them? And and yeah. I mean, if you look at the the Taiji, which is the that classic yin yang symbol, hmm. the white and the black, in from like traditional antiquity. There is like that white dot within the black. Yes, exactly. Yin is yes. yang. Yang exists yes. within yin. There's light yin. in the dark and dark in the light. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, and varying amounts of it. It's the yeah. suppression or the attempted suppression that causes the problem. Yeah, yeah. They say like um, yin envelops yang. Mm. Yin destroys yang. Yang destroys yin and gives birth to it. Mm-hmm. So the, it and it's always in flux. Mm-hmm. That's my. My job as an acupuncturist is to understand that it's constantly in in flow, and at any one time it's eighty twenty ninety ten like. And we do lose that in our society because everything is so black and white. It's like you're wrong, and six million people pile on top of you. Yeah. Or you're right, and six million people back you up. Yeah. And it's looking for that validation 
while hiding, doing your best not to say the wrong thing to get oh, canceled. And yeah. right, it's like it's a, and if you don't join the the movement, there's something wrong with yeah. you. And yeah, Do, it's, it's. I hear like you know like, tough. people will say, like oh like back in my day there was no we didn't have cell phones or the internet and I'm so thankful for that like <laughs> I maybe that's what we're missing is yeah. people aren't allowed to screw up yeah right mess and, up and learn and yes and I do believe there's 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 a place to for people to be called on their shit oh absolutely yeah but maybe not in the way that is really well, as damaging as it has been because and there's there's a lot of stuff that needs to be addressed that's being addressed yeah. just maybe it shouldn't be addressed maybe with the kind of negative angry yeah attack stuff and again i i don't i i don't feel like i have a horse in that race yeah yeah it's not, it's not for me to say I, don't come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> don't come at me. I, I, yeah, my I, best here. I, I, and I, that's the thing. Do your best with what you have, where you are right now, and I think you're, you're, you should be, you should be okay. Yeah. As long as you're willing to learn from your. Yeah. That yeah, exactly. And I like like to touch on what you were saying. I think there's a there's a major difference between me like me fucking up and you saying hey Adam come on that was a little stupid versus 20,000 people <laughs> on TikTok die you y- bastard yeah. <laughs> yeah go kill yourself seriously yeah seriously and there's a big difference between you being a fucking asshole yeah well yeah and carrying on being a Absolutely. fucking asshole even though you know you're being one yeah and I think right? maybe like when, get, when getting away with it it feels like the world's against you. It it makes that decision to dig in your heels and be like, "Well, no, fuck you." Yeah. Easier, I yeah. I think if you're. Anger's if, an easy response. Yeah, yeah, defiance and well, no, no, well, and I have to defend myself. If you come to me as a friend and you're like, "Hey, man, like, yeah. come on, you're you're being an asshole," <laughs> then I'm like, "Well, I'm kind of more confronted with it." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I have no... Self-preservation. Self-preservation. Absolutely. Yeah. Safety is the number one. Well, I mean, getting back to the estrogen and testosterone yeah. brain. Testosterone brains, to feel powerful and to feel the best they can be, they need to be admired and adored. I love being admired and adored. But estrogen brains just need to feel safe. Yeah. that I've had it's that conversation with my fiancé before where she's like... She's like, I'm, you know, I'm content just, like, being here with you and working our jobs and just being able to come home and hang out. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to have the number one podcast and I want to have <laughs> yeah. a TV show. And, I, yeah. like, how do you not want everyone to look at you all the time? How do you not want yeah. attention? Yeah. No, just what to say. Yeah. Just... Although there are those of us who, but I think I'm, I think I'm one of those down the middle estrogen testosterone yeah. people because I've always had very masculine tendencies yeah but I've always also had like yeah I, I feel like I'm I'm somewhere near the yeah. middle anyway I think a lot of creators are yeah totally yeah it's <laughs> wow. it's interesting um I don't 
Uh, we've been talking for I don't have, I, know, I don't want to keep cool you too long. But, no, not at all. I'm enjoying it very much. Cool. Um, Thanks for having me. Along. Yeah, yeah. I I want to ask. As long as I didn't get myself in trouble. I, I think we I think we walked the line pretty <laughs> we comfortably. Oh, um, please don't come just just call me and I'll take it down. <laughs> no, not at all. Not <laughs> um, I I know I don't I don't think we. No, I I think we've been pretty respectful. And I've again, been we can learn. And that's, just, yeah, yeah, honesty that's is the best policy. One thing I've, I've like, I've kind of asked, like, because I've had a varying degree of, of people on in varying degrees of their career um, from, like, I just got on stage for the first time to I've been touring for 10 years. And that's always really interested me is the the trajectory of a career and the 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 gaps and the leaps you you take to go from one distinct milestone to the next um because i've i've done a a fair amount of things now Mm -hmm. with the intent of kind of getting to those higher echelon levels but i haven't quite made it where I want to be yet so like to talk to somebody who's like in a at a level that they can say I, I have a career in this um, it's still never ends. I, I, it never ends but <laughs> but but you've you've taken a few of those leaps you've, yeah. you've hit a yeah. few of those milestones what's what is that like if that's not broad like too broad but like to to go from say punching away on your parents' keyboard to finishing a novel to to self-publishing to getting a claim and and you know being able to say okay now I'm this is my job mm-hmm. like how does how does is that I don't say how does that happen, but it, you know, how, how, what is that feeling when you're hitting those kind of right. things, right? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's um, I don't even know how to. I, I know, I know what you're asking, yeah. and it's it's a tough thing to answer because. Yeah. Um, well, it's like what is success, still, and now explain it. <laughs> yeah, and I still I, there's still days that I waffle between feeling like a fraud. Yeah. Um, and where I'm walking around my house that I pay for with my books and my yeah. new car and my travel. I travel a lot. Yeah. I, I get to live. I get to live a really amazing life. Yeah. And I still wander around sometimes to go. Holy shit, man! This is my <laughs> life. This is so cool, yeah, yeah. right? And no, I'm not a multimillionaire, and I'm not a New York Times. I'm a USA Today bestseller. I'm not a New York Times bestseller. Um, my career definitely didn't take the kind of trajectory that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, every time I start a new book, I think, Jesus, can I really do this again? Dear Jesus, Lord, <laughs> Mary, Mother, Joseph. Can I really do this again? Do I have it in me? That's what even after all of these projects. Yeah, well, that's what comedians say is like after they they 
finish the 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 special and they kill that hour it's like can i really do this again yeah it's it's a it's a brain it's a protective brain thing, yeah 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 but um i i i joke about wanting world literary domination and i'm it's not but it's not a joke yeah it's truth and i'm yeah. i i do a lot of I do a lot of brain work and I do a lot of spiritual work and I do a lot of block clearing and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? Yeah. Again, partly because of my mental health, but also because I have goals and yeah. dreams and things that I, you know, visualize that yeah. I want to have happen. And so uh, the other day, I finally was doing my whatever I was doing and I was like, you know what? I literally have done everything i need to do yeah universe all you have to fucking do is light the spark yeah so come on yeah, now let's get you it know, going it's your turn yeah yeah although the universe has had my back the entire time obviously yeah because i'm still here still doing this yeah yeah um so that realization that it's like holy crap i i literally really have done the work and my books really are awesome and yeah I it really will only take that one moment in time it kind of blew my little brain yeah yeah <laughs> so I'm just just it's about being happy and doing what you love and doing your best not to let the the the, the that other negative voice go say yeah but you're yeah not. I'm I am super struggling with that right now myself. Judgy, judgy. Yeah, because like, I'm like, and, and, you know, you want to like, come on, like, I want to, I want to have more, more patients in my clinic. I want to be a little more stable. I want this podcast to get more listeners. I want to get that show off the ground. I want this 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 but then like you said you have to stop and like I've been a full-time acupuncturist for two and a half years now without a second job so that's a huge accomplishment that's a a do we celebrate it yes exactly (laughs) no they don't absolutely I publish a book and I go on to the next then you're on to the next do I celebrate it no And, and I've had big I yeah. I had a big award I won world's best story with one of my books once. amazing I hit the USA Today bestseller list beautiful Mind you, it was with a bunch of other people so hear me adding the caveat yeah of course yeah yeah okay. oh but yeah oh but um, you know it it there's always there's always I and I think striving for more um, as long as you keep it healthy yeah and I'm doing my best to keep it healthy. And, and you have to, you know, yeah. take that moment to look back and see, oh, I've, I've, I've made actually, some steps. and I've, I actually made some shit. I'm yeah. not where I'm I started. No. I'm, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, like, and I, I do a lot of, like like you said, spiritual work. I do a lot of meditation. I, I try to be in touch with the now mm-hmm. and the moment. But That's I, what I love about writing. You have to be present. And I'm, yeah. I'm literally that whole you're you're in source. Yeah. You can't not be. Mm-hmm. That's where that's one of the things I try to talk to my my students about too when I'm right when I'm teaching is if you're 
if you're editing while you write, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you're not writing. You're editing. Yeah. You're not creating. You're criticizing. Yeah. You need to you need to get in it and just let it. I always tell my my students just do the brain dump. Get the whole book out first. It's an onion. There's lots That's... of layers. You have so many opportunities to edit it. Yeah. But get it out. <sighs> because the more you're in it, again, the easier it is to be in it. And then all of a sudden you can write a book in two days. That was, and I think back when I was, <laughs> when I was trying um, to, to write and I would get that first paragraph down yeah. and then the editor clicks in and and i i I recently it's the dark it's the dark yeah sucks you down and i i've realized i there was a a book i read by a a monk or a meditation Mm -hmm. guy and it was it was just a book of stream of consciousness and i'm like oh you can do that like you can just you can. write without stopping. Okay, and I've played with that a little. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe that. And then I read somewhere else. Um, uh, an author was talking about that exact problem, and they were like, "There's a reason why drafts exist. There's a like Give if you're yourself not, permission. Yeah, to just write it. Like if you like yeah. get the first draft down, and it's allowed to be a first draft. It is, and you never have to show it to anybody. And- yeah. Yeah. And the whole, you know, talking yourself out of actually sitting down to write. Yeah. You know, you've scheduled it, you know. Set a timer for 10 minutes and just mm-hmm. write for 10 minutes. My problem shut your brain off. is, like, I get to that 10 minutes yeah. and I've shut it off and I'm like, yeah. I want to write for so three hours. So keep writing. And, yeah. Right? That's the point is yeah. to trick your brain into shutting it down. Or if you only get that 10 minutes in, well, there's two or 300 words that you didn't yeah. have yesterday. True. Right? Yeah. And just let it it adds up do you do you, do you, how do you do drafts or do you once you get it out it's what, what's your <laughs> I'm pro- a really clean writer at this yeah. point I guess so yeah you I do to... first draft I do an edit and I set it off to my own oh writing. nice okay the other side of it too is uh, as a writer um, that sort of endless editing mm-hmm. is a waste of time because yeah. you your skills are your skills at that point yeah you need a professional send it to, to the editor help you yeah elevate your work now, right, right? Yeah. so why are you editing your first chapter 700 times <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't you need yeah. a pro mm-hmm. who's outside the story to go oh well how about this yeah and but also you you can then have the yeah the option to say no right which you don't with traditional publishing but um when you own your own company, you yeah. can say, no, you're full of shit. I'm keeping it the way it was. Yeah. But that editor can also help really validate to you totally. that you're on the right track. Yeah. And it helps you let go of the You need the more of process. this. Like, yeah. you did, you, I like what you're doing here. Yeah, Give me another can, chapter and of it's, this. You're done. Yeah. It's time to send the baby out yeah. and and start the next baby. I guess that that's a probably a... Live. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay, man. That <laughs> it's a fun conversation. It's a fun conversation to have. I mean, we kind of we we, we kind of all over the place. All over the place. I, <laughs> I know. I think a lot of a lot of these end up being the exact opposite of what we start talking about. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I like I, most of the like, I talk to comedians predominantly, and ninety percent of what we end up talking about is not comedy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like like. Um, 
I was talking to somebody before you came in today and they were like, oh, you must um, prep your questions before before they come in and before you start recording. I'm like, no, I, I don't. Like, I, I definitely look you up. I definitely, like, want to get an idea of who the person is, but I want, if I feel like I have an agenda of, oh, we got to hit this topic, and then it kills the spontaneity and it kills yeah. the the nowness of yeah. the conversation. It's, it's a conversation. Yeah. And again, it's what we're missing. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? It's I, just a conversation with somebody. And it's like, that. Like I could go for hours because it's just a converse. And it's yeah. like, I'm t- touching on, or I, I like to think I am touching on like who you are as a person and who I am as a person. And even if we're talking about somewhat the same thing it's different because we're different people day to day moment to moment and person to person it's yeah yeah but it, it's offering a perspective that you and your your listeners yeah. may never have considered or um would like to send nasty comments sure. about or <laughs> and that's nice their comments. yeah nice hopefully but, but yeah it's 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 one of the things that i love about this kind of um, process and why I said yes when you contacted me because I, I think it's important just to, yeah, yeah. Have, my I lo- and my readers love this kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. It used to be back in the day that the book was the brand, but yeah. now it's the it's the writer because it's so easy to get to know us because yeah. of social media. And, and I I think that's why podcasting has kind of taken yeah. off in the last couple of years. It's that finding community again. Yeah, you don't nobody has two three hour long conversations with anybody anymore and you can listen to it in the car yeah. i mean that's why readers love audio books yeah. as well right yeah so it's become a it's become a really big thing so, yeah yeah and but yeah podcast for sure the I, true crime pro- podcast. Oh, oh my god i used to <laughs> i i was really into kind of the 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 like the famous serial killers oh, for a yeah, while yeah, yeah. i can't listen to them i, I can't i my was brain. Oh. i was i was working at at a swimming pool and i would do the opening shift so i was like going there like four thirty-five in the morning right. and i was walking through the woods to get there and i'm listening to a zodiac killer podcast oh, no. and i'm like and i stopped I'm like, what am i doing i'm gonna like give myself a panic attack and i had i turned it off and like played yeah. some hillary duff or something yeah. and got out of there yeah <laughs> the other thing i love too is uh radio plays are coming back Right on um, podcasts, yeah. Let me tell. All right, before Super we go, awesome. I, um, I love I'm that. writing a, a radio. <gasps> if you need play. any voice actors, let me. Absolutely, know. absolutely. It's it's called um, <laughs> Lobsterman's Folly. Oh, fun! It takes place in PEI in the like mid to late 1800s. It's a private investigator, <gasps> and it the, uh, a body washes up on a fishing boat, and then. It, it we it, I'm I'm playing with tying in a little bit of eldritch horror, a little oh, like H.P. Lovecraft kind of fun. thing. I very I don't fun. want it to get too wacky. I want to kind oh, of why not let it but, bond yeah off. yeah like yeah. We'll see where it goes. Let the voices talk. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, uh, Renee and I again came up with a concept for a uh, animated show called okay. Winky the One Eyed Piranha. 
Ooh, okay. And we actually had Puppet made, and I wanted to do a stage play and do it like a radio show. I even wrote the yeah wrote the theme song for it. Okay. And we have the puppet and the whole amazing. Anyway, so one of these one of these days, I'd love to do yeah. Winky. But well, if you ever need a an actor I know, right? or a voice actor, <laughs> you ever want to put your books on audiobook and yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I do, and actually, that's one thing that I do. You use AI for okay in. Uh, Google Play yeah. allows me to do because that would be perfectly audio. set up for that. Yeah, um, and I mostly do them for um, my my uh, readers, listeners yeah. uh, who have visual impairments, yes, or long commutes or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because audiobooks are really expensive to produce, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just kind of a stopgap measure. But I have. I have some listeners who love them, and I yeah. have some who hate them. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, you get it's, both. I'm yeah. making it accessible as accessible as possible. Absolutely. But I mean, the, the ultimate is, of course, the the movie series and the TV shows yeah, and all oh, that. That's, totally. that's that's yeah. Okay, universe. Yeah, like, hey, I, let's do that. I think we're getting let's do the pieces it. together. Let's, let's do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, okay. This. Um, I think, thank you for having me, Adam. I thank really you for coming. It. I, it was a lot of fun. It was really great getting to know you. Absolutely, and likewise, I'm. I like. I. I reached out to you completely unknown, cold call, DM, and I'm. I'm glad you decided I to respond. I love this kind of stuff. No, I it think was it's awesome. awesome. Um, really great getting to know you. Um, yeah. Um, that's I have nothing more to say. I mean, we just talked for quite a while, so I we think did. we we didn't. We're not leaving anything on the field. So I think if I have any jokes, yeah. No, no jokes. Just yeah. Just keep creating. Yeah, just be keep creating. Yeah. Let don't be afraid of the voices. Yeah, don't be afraid. Well, well, some of them. They do tell me to kill people, but they're in pages of books. Yeah. Let's see. So that's art. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thank you. That was amazing.